0: Sorry, we took a really long break for a little bit, and we we have no idea what's going next. We we're, we're just this is our play this is our placeholder podcast.
1: This is a placeholder podcast. We do still have one that I never edited. Sorry, Russell.
0: <laughs> what if we what if we took old podcasts and just cut our favorite like conversations and made a like a. Uh, a clip episode. that's we what TV, TV shows make, clip like, episodes. Oh,
1: and we should have done it as our year-end review. This is
0: what you missed. <laughs> this, this is you. You, do, you do, could do, put, do. like, all you would need is music <laughs> as a transition between each one. And then me saying, like, the
1: same thing every time.
0: Or some kind of thing. But you'd have to set it up. Like, Teen Titans Go! did a really good one the mm. other day where they made fun of themselves for doing a clip episode. We would have to do a really intentional clip it episode. It is true. That's
1: what they would do. Like... Remember the time, and right? Blah, blah. I love it. Um, so I don't even have a bastard to talk about. We'll just talk about the the guy who cut me off this morning in the road. This this, this podcast is dedicated to him.
0: This, by the way, is what how we do our sermons as well. Like we'll have an idea, we'll run for sometimes three, four, five, six months at a time with two or three really good ideas. Once a year, at least, we get to a. So uh, I don't know what, what we're gonna do next. Um, and those sermon series always suck.
1: So the thing is, um, hopefully you enjoyed Elsie's podcast. From last week. So we had an idea. We are like, hey, well, let's just now start gathering stories of people we know, like Elsie's. And then we had hers, and it was really good. I was like, I don't know anyone else who has a cool story I trying, like and this.
0: I, I sort of noticed as we talked, I really am interested in this idea of how people are are adjusting to a new type of Christianity or as Christianity is growing and emerging and changing in our culture was, well, and she's seen all of the growth and changes. She's seen it go from like old world Christianity to modernist Christianity in the fifties and sixties to whatever happened in the seventies and eighties and nineties to like this postmodern mm-hmm. Christianity that we're doing now, whatever that means. And even where I think we're post postmodern, right. if you're listening to those things. So I think that's, and I, I really do think that'd be fascinating to look at people, even at legend who have, Come here with church background and baggage, and see what are the where are the triggers that we pull for mm-hmm. them? Like what are the where are the landmines that we set off for them on a regular basis? Although
1: one thing I think lately is that uh, I mean, thinking of her and then maybe two other specific people in our church, um, eh, they're all just gonna default back to what they originally thought. Anyways, we don't change anything. We might like change the f- the form of it, but in the end, I'm like, oh they'll they'll pick and choose in their head. And yeah, I'm going to stick with that one, not stick with that I, one, i to go with that one. I think that one that we've one.
0: talked about this with neighbor churches and friend churches before where there is this, like, there's this desire to not be their parents' church, so they try to do things that are edgy, so they'll have, like, a a Bible study or a church service at a bar, but then they only have one beer and they don't ever finish that beer. <laughs> so it's like the beer becomes a prop to prove their, like, street cred, but then by the time... me and Justin Justin have had four or five beers in the hour that these people have not had one and then we're a little little more talkative than everybody else is and then they don't invite us back to anything
1: or you get like people who oh man that was a really good thought you had right there oh yeah well I put you know good thoughts in a lot of things I have well, I don't like the other ones. That like one, that ones. one disagrees with what I, how I interpret the word. And I guess that's fine. It's just annoying sometimes.
0: We probably told the story of this podcast before, but it's it's indicative of I think pastor life in general. There was somebody in church that had some tension with somebody else, and they came to Justin and were like, "What do I do?" And Justin's like, "Oh, this is one of the years the Bible's really clear." You go talk to your brother. Well,
1: first I said, "Are you coming to me as a friend, or are you coming to me for pastor advice?" Because there was a little, there's drinks involved, so you know, you never know at that moment.
0: I would not involve so, the conversation of drinks. Involved. So they were mm.
1: like. As a, I want the pastor advice, I was like, "All right, well, that's, that's easy, because I got the answer right I here." Answer on I was like, "Man, according to the, you know what Matt, we're reading Matthew here in 18. Matthew, yep. you should go talk to the person, man. Take <laughs> like a friend. It, take, and if that doesn't work, take a friend. If that doesn't work. Like I was like, this is real easy stuff, man. Just, just go talk to him. That's not the answer they wanted to hear. We're not going to do that. <laughs> They're not going to do that. Cool.
0: Like it's cool. cool. Fine. Well, then stop. And I was
1: like, okay, well then stop talking to me. We can talk as friends now if you want for a while or. Or start pretending
0: but, like you care with the Bibles. What <laughs> the, yeah. the Bibles is.
1: That happens a lot. Um, so anyways, we were going to do stories. I, don't know,
0: then, do I don't know if anybody else want to do it either. I still
1: don't know if anyone else would want to do it. So we kind of gave up on that. And then we had what I thought was the best idea. I think this is great. I think it would have made our podcast very cool to listen to f- for at least eight times and be awkward and fun. <laughs> but I don't know if it's going to pan out. So our idea was that Jason had... Which was...
0: Oh, so my idea is, we actually have done, I think, a relatively good job of keeping people plugged into the church and keeping people feeling like, oh, I belong here and whatever, whatever, whatever. My idea is we've lost, let's say over the past 10 years, 9 years, 40 people. 40 people have just said, I'm out. Some of them for good reasons, some of them for bad reasons, some of them because they... They they'd had enough of something either I was doing, or Justin was doing, or the church was doing, or some of them just said, hey, I'm moving on for the reasons. I live too far away. But in general, yeah, I live too far away. like Can s- we name them all by name? Because <laughs> <laughs> I could.
1: I, the ones that are important, the ones I that just moved away, at a No, care. I probably
0: know every single one. Yeah. Um, but so I, my thought was, pastors, every time you go to a pastor's meeting, when there's a group of pastors together, pardon my language, it turns into a giant dick measuring contest where you prove how awesome your church is by how many people you have there. No matter what you do. How big's your church? Nine uh, inches? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> we don't tend to play that game. I generally know how many people were there on a Sunday morning just because I'm keeping track of how our building is working for us facility-wise. But wouldn't it be interesting to hear pastors tell the stories of people who had left when it was the pastor's fault? when it was not the pastor's fault, when it was, when it was just a misfit, because my guess is, is there's things for us to learn from, Oh, look, we've done this and it's actually driven. And, um, and to say, Oh, this thing that I did caused some people to leave, but it caused other people to stay. That's actually my big tension point is that some people will think this thing that we do drinking or cussing or being into movies or whatever it is. Some people will think, Oh, that's awful. And pastor shouldn't do that. So they leave. Other people will think, oh, that's really cool, so they'll stay. And then suddenly you're in this balancing act and if you're just trying to keep people at your church Yeah then you don't know what to do. But if you're just being yourself you just say you just let the chips fall where they may so
1: Well and that's part of it too is is I until we had a town hall meeting, that's what we call them in our church, uh, a couple... Of-
0: I've tried so hard to come up with a new name for that. I like town hall meeting, I, I think it sounds canty and cool. It's boring
1: thing in the world. Town hall meeting, <laughs> I love it. It reminds
0: <laughs> I, me of Gravity
1: Falls, I feel like in Gravity Falls they have a town hall meeting. Mo- Gilmore Girls, Every quarter, town Every
0: quarter I'm like, alright, I gotta come up with a new name for this. What's the Greek term for town hall meeting, or what's the? what can I write in a Right, it's not like, and... Um, and, no,
1: the, uh... Someone said, and I I swear until that day, so we've been doing this almost 10 years or nine years or whatever, and someone uh, at that meeting goes, oh, well, well, we all, we really like this church and we want to do these sort of things. And for the first time ever, I really swear, I was like, oh, people really like this church. (laughs) I actually have always operated on the point that people like us, they like the personalities, they tolerate it. If something better came tomorrow, they'd all leave tomorrow. I really thought that. Like, I the idea that when this dude said, "Oh, well, we we like this church," and I'm like, "What?" I almost was like gonna cry because I was like, "What? People like it." <laughs> so when we were talking about people who left the church, I always assumed they didn't like it. So I thought they'd tell stories about how they didn't like the church and what we do. But it's not; it's us. <laughs> they it's don't always, like us. It's always one of me. And, and I Justin. didn't. I didn't know that. You probably already knew that. I
0: like, knew that. i knew they don't like, me. well, except for one, I knew exactly who left the church because they didn't like me. But I never thought that it was because of us. I was like, oh,
1: well, they just don't like our thing or things. Not you know, no one likes our thing. And
0: I think there were some people like that.
1: Um, but so so here's what I did: is I we gathered them all. And I sent text messages or Facebook messages out to people <laughs> saying, hey, you know, this, we don't want it to be angry, we don't want it to be weird, but we'd love to have you on the podcast to talk about why you left. And it was not... There was, like, a couple people... Like, Susie was awesome. She didn't leave for any bad reason. She was like, ah, oh, I'd love to come talk. That sounds great. I was like, Oh, ooh, should be a good starter one, because there's not much no, tension not, there. And so that was like, oh, that's a good one. And there was a couple... Anyone who, like, was like her who would... You know, I didn't leave for anything horrible... Uh, there there's actually another girl who I, I, she would still be good because it had nothing to do with us or the church. She was looking for something from God and didn't feel like she sure. got it from God. And I think that's a fascinating story. Um, and she was like, yes. But then everyone else, and there, there was actually three people in particular where I was like, I'm not, I'm not even emailing them. I don't even want to know their story. And that's when I was like, okay, that makes it really good. So then I made sure I emailed them and I got over-the-top, emphatic, nopes, <laughs> nopes, nope, who's gonna be, on, who's gonna That's be right. there?
0: They had to decide who was gonna be in the room. <laughs> who's gonna be in could, the room. They okay, couldn't nope. be honest about personal uh, disconnects. like, next.
1: and then when I
0: started, this is know, gonna be impossible for you to do without using names. You're totally, I'm gonna have to get through and edit <laughs> this later and bleep out names. Fuck them all! <laughs> <laughs> Nate and Megan!
1: Oh, <laughs> just, just put it out there, just to put it out there, no, just I'm just kidding. I'll edit that. Um, um, no, the, uh, but, A, I was already getting angry, <laughs> As I was getting texts back, I'm like, this is going to be so hard for me not to get angry or cry. B, I was uh, just sort of frustrated at all their answers. Because I started; they all started coming back to me like, oh, this is why this person left, and that's frustrating. Right. This is why this person left, and that's frustrating.
0: Well, I don't think that there's any... having. So I got out of seminary later than you did. I'm closer to seminary than you are. Like, it's newer for me than it was for you. I didn't get fired by said seminary. <laughs>
1: I didn't get fired when I went to school that's, there. I just went working true. there. That's
0: true. Um, but there's nothing in that. So there's nothing in my seminary education, my professional development of education. Like seminary developed into two camps. There's like theological and Bible education. Then there's some professional training that all sucked. Um, but there's no even attempt to make to deal with what as a pastor you do when people walk away from your church. And I don't think I was ready for how personal... Everything at church was going to be like what, when somebody leaves the church, whether it should or should not be, it is a personal act, it is a personal act. Like I take it personally. And more
1: so here because we are into like serving people or into bringing them into community. Like I helped you do so much.
0: (laughs) People that left, people left this church either because of something I did or because something Justin did. They didn't mind Justin and I when we were helping them, I don't know, move.
1: Several times.
0: D- dra- designated drive for them home when they drank too much, Seven whatever times. it was. Like when we were doing those things, it was good. When
1: but... our church gave them money to help moving or yeah. anything else, where the church has always been really generous with money, and it's always people who receive money who are like, yeah, you
0: know what? It's a that's a fascinating I'm thing out. to me. As but it's so as but there is no like, the only coping mechanism that I've ever seen modeled for this is pastors that I don't want to be like at other churches I've been involved with where they build up this steely wall of self-defense right. where nobody ever gets close enough to leave to hurt their feelings. Right. So like, so what they have is a professional office. Even, like, I think about wearing robes or standing behind a pulpit or all those kind of things. They create... Barriers between us and them that are communicated to everybody that I'm not you. Right. So when you leave, I don't have to deal with the hurt feelings I have that because you'll, because some people will leave a church because I do something wrong. Right. Right. I will. There's there's actually one couple that <coughs> that I absolutely botched my relationship with this person and I screwed it up. Um. They I'm, left.
1: I'm looking at Jason for the,
0: you <laughs> the know, silent um, cues. I don't want to use the name, but. So what I'm saying is they they didn't <laughs> And what I'm saying is that they didn't. Leave, they could have left the church <coughs> right then and there and if they would right. have I would have understood because I botched it. Right. I actually really screwed that one up bad. Now I did what you're supposed to do. I wouldn't apologize. Right. I, I I didn't think that was the big screw up. I think that was his biggest screw up especially in the context of that relationship. I, don't I think he just felt bad but I don't I think do, I don't think you could have screwed anything up worse than that one because I personally right. hurt that person's feelings really badly. I would have understood if they said Jason's an ass and I'm not coming back to this church because of the way he acted. <laughs> That's fair. Right. But these, none of these are that because, like, the people that left because, the people that have left Legend because of something I did, I didn't know until you told me later. Like, they never came to when me. When I had too much to drink, right? <laughs> but they never, they never came to me and said, "Oh, we have a problem right.
1: with X." And I never told you about it because their problem was so stupid. I was like, "Well, you're just idiots."
0: Well, and and I'm going to take that personally, right? And I should, but at the end of the day, my my ongoing prayer, as a pastor of this church is. The church has done so much damage to people's relationships with Jesus. I don't want to be one more nail in that coffin. When people walk away from the church or walk away from Jesus, I don't want to be the one that caused it. And so so I worry about that all the time. Probably not as much as I right. should, given the way that I carry myself and get in arguments with everybody and fight people <laughs> about everything. Um, but even even underneath that, when I have an argument with somebody, whether even if it's something inane like an online argument, I will go and then sit and dwell. I'm like, oh have I crossed the line from where I was personally engaged in this to now where I'm pastorally engaged in this, and now this isn't just, oh, here's what Jason thinks. It's now here's what my pastor thinks or right. any pastor thinks. Um, it's weird. Well,
1: I know one person in particular left because of me.
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah, but that was out in the open. At least that person said. Right. And at least that person called a meeting with you <laughs> and asked to talk about it. Right. right. That person did exactly like, even if we disagree with the way that that went down, the end process was that person doing exactly what we would want somebody to do. Right, right. Um, I, th- I feel bad for that person now because everything's awkward.
1: Right. The um, I think there's another people who we wanted to come who came once and didn't because my sermon was really shitty that day. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, um, I don't think I, so. I, I don't know. I think that he came and was wanting to see something different and I just had a really crappy, like... Yeah, this is what you get at any other church kind of deal. And uh and I think he was like, Oh, you know what? This is just like any other church.
0: I don't think he was ever coming back to church, man.
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe
0: long term, maybe long term. We worked really hard to be friends with them, but maybe I don't I don't think your sermon had anything to do with that. I don't think they were ever really <laughs> coming back. But anyways, it would have
1: been an awesome podcast series of like, we, all right, who are we
0: meeting with now? I had a, I had a I had a friend who used to who claimed that they would date people on their on their slide along the continuum of sexuality. And so like somebody like a woman trying to decide whether she was straight or gay would try him out as like <laughs> her last ditch effort at heterosexuality. And then when that didn't work and it didn't work because of her, but it left him with this complex of feeling like he was turning a string of women gay. Oh. Um and knowing, knowing that, is that what we're doing, we're turning we're, we're <laughs> people gay to church, but we end up with a, we do end up with a significant amount of people who this is their last ditch on the way out the door of church. Right. Like we're the last, the last stop on their way out. And they were already on the trajectory of being out. Anyway, that's what, that's the way I've maintained my sanity over the So this started a week ago, a week ago, we sat at Mad Tree, drinking a couple of lunch beers, trying to plan out what the next podcast here is going to be. And so we started emailing everybody that had left the only thing we've ever, de- ever dedicated our lives to. <laughs> And then the rest of the day was bad reminders of people coming in. Oh, this guy? Oh, this girl? Oh, Um, man, her? Oh, jeez, remember that? But but it had to be. The only way that I maintained my sanity and not lashed out at these people is to say, oh, even when they're... Because some of these people's... Rejection or reasons for leaving the church are the the most hypocritical, silly things you've ever seen in your life.
1: Yeah, and I don't Not use the word of hypocrite often, but it definitely is. Some it? of the,
0: some of them are legit, legit and honest. Like the one the one person that came and talked to you had a yeah. disagreement that was significant, right. wasn't going to be overcome. Right, right. Um, but the other ones that are sort of petty and interpersonal thing. And my thing is, I hope that I'm the kind of person. My my default is if you came to me and said you've done X, right, I will. I will lavish apologies out, like I will pour out apology because I feel bad.
1: Right, but you have to come to you and say. All
0: you have to do is tell me that you. <laughs> all you would, This is a hint. To anybody listen to this? If you want me to change my hair, just come and tell me I made you feel bad, and I will apologize and then dwell on it and right. then let it self destruct until.
1: Yeah, there is a lot of that of people like having thoughts and not ever saying anything, and I, then it festering and.
0: I fear it all the time. I'm constantly afraid that somebody that I like and respect, that I look up to at our church, is secretly saying, "Yeah, but these guys suck," or "Yeah, but this is over the top," or "Yeah, I hate this." Yeah. Um, and then I don't know how to deal with it.
1: It would have been an awesome podcast. We'll probably have a couple of them on. I think maybe. Uh, yeah, I, it I just I, won't be as much fun with the.
0: Well, because you get to sit and listen I, to either me or Justin Fume.
1: Oh, there was a last. The there was one guy where the last words that we spoke to him, or I spoke to him. He met with me and Jason, and I said, "Go fuck yourself." And I got up and left. And Jason left there by with himself the- with this guy. So that was my last correspondence, and Jason and, and finished the
0: conversation out. To be fair. Justin's go fuck yourself to this guy was perfectly well earned. Like, it wasn't (laughs) like that conversation down that had gotten so far out of hand. It was so mean spirited by that point that I don't think you were out of line for saying. I mean,
1: and I didn't say it even like with the anger, it was just like. I'm yeah, done. You're yeah, done. I'm out. Like, this is horrible. Like, I can't I can't handle any of this that person so-
0: scheduled that lunch just to hurt our feelings. Yes. Just to be as mean as possible.
1: Which is not okay if you go to our church and you're listening to this now. No <laughs> scheduling lunches to hurt our feelings.
0: Joel.
1: <laughs> you can't you can't do that anymore. So we can schedule lunches to hurt their <laughs> feelings, eh? <laughs> gonna,
0: oh man, these guys want to be out to lunch with us. This, this <laughs> is awesome. I keep getting calls for people to go to lunch.
1: Love- it is not pleasant to sit there and eat your Mexican food.
0: They <laughs> get yelled at.
1: While you were like staring down because you don't want to look anyone in the eye because it's so awkward and
0: weird, I get calmly I get calmly fo- I got in that particular situation, I got calmly focused and, a- and able to say, oh, okay, cool, let's talk about this. Let's have this like if we're okay, cool, there's no more gloves, right? We're now we're just saying everything we feel, let's talk because <laughs> I feel like that's the environment I do really well in. If we're gone, oh, so this is
1: where this is going. Th- if
0: there's correct? that's right. If there's no more <laughs> if there's no more rules of engagement, because you know because average rules of engagement are different. I cross them for people all the time. I say the thing that you're not supposed to say or hurt right. like, those feelings, but if you decide to take all the gloves off and now we're just going to say what we're feeling, I'm gonna do really well because I'm fairly articulate about what I'm feeling and thinking, and I'm pretty good at like saying the thing because right. you're not that's especially in a confrontation situation no when it gets tense,
1: all. I get like weird and emotional right. and. And I, 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 yeah, I shut down. That's my thing, I guess. I but
0: I down. think what's been modeled for me over and over again is, as a pastor, the way you deal with that is, you just keep everybody away. You don't. <laughs> That's a lot of people do. But we couldn't do that. We yeah. couldn't do that at this church because we genuinely are friends. The and pastor's
1: them. come out. He's going to speak to us. That's right. <laughs> okay, he left now. <laughs> Everyone, be cool. <laughs> so
0: we went to this Ash Wednesday service last night. that was way more formal than anyway. It was. I love it because it's us partnering with another church for worship, which never happens. Denominational lines don't get crossed in church for worship purposes. We can do service, we can do anything. Twice a year, legend goes and worships with other churches over the resurrection, over, the, over Ash Wednesday, and then the, the death of Jesus on Good Friday. We do we we're other, with other Christians that day. So we're there last night, but it was way more formal. And the pastor shows she starts talking, and Leah leans over my my oldest son leans over and goes. Dad, if you talked like that at church on Sunday morning, everybody would make fun of you. He's like, they would never listen to you. I was like, dang it. He's right. I can never pull off that sort of formal. Oh, I
1: can't do formal. You do formal better than I do, though. But that's
0: just training. I that's can't. That's just that I went to a formal church.
1: I feel like people hire me out on purpose to not to take a formal occasion yeah. and not make it unformal. I think that's right. And if they want something formal, they're like, yeah, we'll go somewhere else. And yeah. I'm like, fair enough. I, I, even if I can dress up and even try to play the part, I still yeah. can't. Do formal? I'm just not into it. I lie. I
0: wish I do. Sometimes I want to, but 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 I think some of that formality helps keep a distance between pastors and right and their congregation because it essentially in that system you put on you put on the role of right. pastor and
1: there's like knowledge that separates you there and which that knowledge I think is always I think that's but, legit, but that's it's really like the, I think the. The liturgy says, I do know this. And I'm distant from you. Distant from, you yeah. just
0: wait and listen. I, in seminary, and this is a little Bible nerdy, but in seminary, uh, one of my professors, oh, Tom, who was on this this podcast, said um, that most Christians treat their pastors as a form of Gnosticism, where the pastor has, like, secret knowledge that he can give out to the community. Right. And then, and that we—that's how our churches operate. But we don't do come that. Come back
1: for more next week. That's right. If want some more? We're not going
0: to tell you the whole story. <laughs> you got to come back. It's next drug week.
1: deal, It's gospel dealing.
0: It's just like the news. Right? Like <laughs> we found this terrifying new trend that's going to kill your children in at eleven. Tune At eleven. Wait, what? My kids can die in the next two hours. But churches do the same thing. But we don't do that. There's no sense of the only us and them at Legend is. I spend a couple more hours reading my Bible right. as in the week and I work on a presentation that other people don't work on. Right. But there are people in our church that if they came to me and said, oh, what about this? I would listen because they have wisdom. Like there's no sense. There's no place in legend where I'm not willing to listen to yeah. the people to go to our church. Um, Until you say said, something dumb. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, okay. Sure. Um... But, so, uh, one of my thoughts was, if you listen to this podcast, and you have something that you want us to talk about, like a topic, a series, you should tell us, and we will do it, because See, that sounds
0: fun. So, my my next thought, actually, was I think that we should do a politics podcast. Yeah, you've
1: mentioned that a couple of times, which just, I'm in. People I just don't are, know how to be it.
0: Well, that, but I think that would be up. People in our congregation keep asking questions, and I think they don't know what to do about it, and I think that it's too easy to fall into... The paradigms that we do. So
1: I did get a like side comment uh from Jared like two weeks ago, like, you know, you mentioned Trump twice, two weeks in a row. I was like, did I? He's like, yeah. I was like,
0: Okay. <laughs> <A> little political <laughs> I was like, alright. Justin's the one who causes people to storm out on Sunday it's morning True. Wednesday. By <laughs> saying
1: stupid stuff, I don't know.
0: Um but so I, I think it's an interesting topic. The other night, so I gave up I gave up Facebook and social media for Lent. And my Fat Tuesday celebration was I, I went out we went out, we had a party at Legend, and we went to the and had a couple beers, and I came home and Kim was gone, so I've got the kids and put the kids to bed. And Trump was doing his State of the Union speech, or whatever oh. it's called, the joint address of Congress. And I was like, Oh, if Fat Tuesday, if you're supposed to just go all in on the thing you're giving out for Lent, I'm gonna have one more beer and just let fly with <laughs> I what heard, I'm thinking I think about. I heard this it was speech.
1: epic. I heard it was epic.
0: <laughs> I it was like every every single thing he said I had a response to. And then our friend Mike um, he started feeding into it, but the comment, my favorite comment of that was, "You should right now go and start just recording whatever you think." And we do, do need to do drunk a bastard pastors. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> a, a special. <laughs> I'll tell you what right that's now. Tell you what. I'll tell you what. Um, we, could, we could do drunk Bible stories. We could introduce drunk Bible that, stories as a podcast. That could be
1: through our podcast. Um, that's something we want to we do, do start, too: is drunk Bible stories.
0: Drunk every Thursday morning. <laughs> yes. And just start telling
1: Bible, Bible stories. Um. And then, uh, also coming up, uh, the goddamn Gallows, which is the band that yeah. does our intro and outro music, is actually coming to Cincinnati, so we're gonna go try to meet them. Maybe we can get
0: them on the podcast. Ooh, maybe, we <gasps> maybe we can get them on the podcast.
1: I should try to email them ahead of time. I wonder
0: what they'd say. I'm gonna
1: email them ahead of time, right now. I should so, email them.
0: Well, ask if they can me for, like, coffee during the day. We don't wanna record it there.
1: Yeah, that's if they're
0: in the, If they're in the city, we'll yeah. You in a coffee shop, or we'll go, out, oh, go have a beer or whatever. I don't wanna, I don't wanna, like, a laptop and a microphone to a punk rock show. <laughs> hey excuse me, sir. excuse me sir I'm going to be like Colin Creedy from, from Harry Potter walking around with my laptop and microphone
1: but anyways I think that is our thoughts for this week and we are trying to uh, come up with a cool, good series and next week What's hopefully next? we'll wow you all thanks for tuning in yep,